Hey, if you haven't listened to episode one, I recommend you do before jumping into episode two. If you don't want to or don't have time and want to listen to this episode, you should at least go to choicespodcast.com and check out the journal to see what listeners had to vote on at the end of last episode. That should get you caught up for the most part. Okay, thanks, and here's episode two. Hi, my name is Lila Wisden. This is Edgar Vale, right? I was given your number of a friend of mine, and we were wondering if you could look into a, well, a situation for us. Yes, Robert, he's been missing for a while now, and this has happened before, but this time it feels different. Wait, before? Have you contacted the police? Actually, I haven't. I just don't trust the police to be able to handle a situation like this. Is the owner of the building here, um, Mr... Stone? Yeah, yeah, Mr. Stone. I was wondering if I could speak with him. So, he's in and out this week, but he should be here tomorrow. I can set up a meeting. Can you do around 12.30? Hi, um, can I speak to Terrence Millard? He actually left for the day. He won't be back tomorrow, maybe around 12.30. I can try and set up a meeting with him if you want. I was stuck in thought weighing my options. It was either meet with Terrence Millard, the new man in charge of Robert's former company, Bouncer Outlet Association, or meet with Franklin Stone, the owner of the building where Robert lives. Talking with Mr. Stone could lead me to Robert's whereabouts before he went missing, but talking with Mr. Millard could give me more insight on Robert, since Terrence and Robert have been friends for a long time. One way or the other, I'd be without some important information for longer than I'd like. My name is Edgar Vale, and you are participating in Choices. After an awkward silence and slightly less awkward scheduling with the receptionist, a meeting with Terrence Millard was set. At this point, Terrence was a better source of information since he's a friend of Robert. He should know more about Robert's personal life, who his other friends are, who he might be seeing, what he does with his free time, or even where he might go when he needs to get away. I would have to wait to head over to the Stone Building, or at least wait to talk to Franklin Stone. I had half a mind to go there just to look around, but I didn't want to alarm anyone by searching around a building where someone recently disappeared. I also had another issue to look into. I needed to speak to Orla, Robert's friend who contacted me about his disappearance. The conversation I had with Orla was a bit off, both in feeling and in consistency. It was important to establish some sort of trust between each other. Not that I don't think she doesn't trust me. I was having a hard time trusting her. Her misinformation and distrust of the police looking into Robert wouldn't leave my thoughts. 
I needed to trust her and know that she's not asking me to look into something less than savory. That and, well, I really wanted to know how she got my contact info. I was stuck between letting this go for now or pushing for more, but I decided to get as much information as I could now, instead of finding myself stuck wishing that I had known something earlier. By the time I finished organizing all my notes for the day, it was too late to call or text Ola, not without being a bit rude. I fired off an email, but this time there was no quick response. Around 11.45am the next day, I head over to be away. The office was closer to the edge of Center City, but I decided to take a longer route to avoid most of the traffic at this time of day. The Office of Bouncer Outlet Association was located in a building with other businesses. There was a private practice law firm, a few independent accountants in smaller offices, and a tech companies all probably trying to make the next million dollar phone app or game. It was a good thing that I decided to leave early because after 10 minutes of wandering, I realized that I was on the wrong floor. I was on the 4th, BOA is on the 5th. Hi, uh, my name is Edgar. I have a meeting with Terrence Miller. Um, yeah, I see you here. Let me see what Mr. Millard is doing. Can you, you can have a seat if you'd like. While the secretary went to find Terrence, I took a look around the impressive office. There were only three businesses on the fifth floor, which means they had more room for space. The office was big enough for maybe five or six people with a pretty nice kitchen area. It was a mostly gray office from the carpet to the walls, except for the kitchen, which was white and brown. Mr. Millard is on the phone, but he should be done in a moment if you want. I could hear Terrence speaking on the phone from the kitchen area. He wasn't in his office, which was on the far side. The kitchen was closer to the entrance where I was seated. He was laughing a lot, so his volume didn't seem to be coming from anger. I also heard something about wheels, but it sounded like he was walking around, so I couldn't hear much of anything he said after he moved. After an additional 10 minutes, I was directed into his office. It was a modest office, good desk, three chairs, a bookcase. There were a few medals on the walls with bicycles. I guess he's a bike guy. These might be the wheels I overheard him speaking about. There were some photos on the bookcase of Terrence, a woman, and a young boy. Terrence looked younger, so this was likely an older family photo. Not too long after I finished looking around his office, Terrence walked in, holding a light brown sweater and wearing a pale yellow shirt and thin frame bifocals. He was looking at his phone, moving instinctively to his desk like he's done it a thousand times before, which he probably has, it is his office. He was still laughing, but it died down to a chuckle. It was almost as if he didn't notice me until he finally sat down behind his desk. Hey, Edgar, right? Hey, hi. Terrence, um, how are you doing? You know, can't complain. Well, that, that's good. Are you, um, into riding bicycles, marathons, and races, and see all these medals on your wall? Oh, those, yeah. I don't really ride to win. Those are mostly for participating. I'm also trying to, uh, lose this extra weight I'm carrying around with me here. It's been great. I've lost some of the weight I've gained since I started working at a desk instead of the door, and my wife's happy with it, but... I tell her to love me as I am, but I can tell she doesn't, uh, she doesn't like the weight there. Anyway, so, you want to talk about Robert? Yeah, yeah. So, are you aware of the full circumstances regarding Robert? Uh, you know, not really. A friend of his called me once. I forget her name. Was, was her name Orla? Orla. No, who's Orla? Um, it's a friend, a friend of Robert's. Oh, really? Uh, no, I don't know anything about an Orla. 
do you think you could find out who it is you spoke to? Yeah, I mean, Sophia, she keeps a record of everybody who calls in, but I'm pretty sure I received a call about Robert in this office. I forget her name. I kind of remember her voice, though, really whiny. She spoke like she knew me, but, like, hated me. I don't know what I did to upset her, but I couldn't wait to get off the phone. Okay, well, um, do you recall the details of the conversation? Ah, it was a really short call. Lady talked for most of it. I remember the part about Robert, though. She hasn't seen him come in for a few days. I hasn't seen him come in. And any clues to where she might work? I don't know. Robert and I, we're friends, you know, but we lead our own lives. I don't see him as much as I used to. We spend so much time working together, I think we both want to keep our space from each other for a while. I'm sure whatever he's doing now, he's fine. Well, I was contacted by Orla, and she informed me that Robert's been missing for a while. Uh, she hasn't seen him for a couple of weeks, and they normally communicate much more frequently. Weeks? I mean, I haven't spoken to Robert in, what, two months at least. But look, I'm sure he's fine. At this point, I'm not really feeling that great about speaking with Terrence. Maybe they were more of work friends as opposed to actual friends. Can you tell me a bit about you and Robert, how you know each other, and you know, things like that? Yeah. Um, so Robert and I, we go way back. We ran some of the bigger gigs together for a while, way before Patty owned the pit. I think it used to be called The Hill or something like that. Really nice place. Rather be a bouncer there, honestly, instead of what Patty turned it into. I'm, I'm sorry, who was Patty? Oh, sorry, Patricia Newsham. You hear about that big laundering case months ago, maybe a year ago now at this point? Wait, so you know Patricia Newsham? Yeah, me and Robert. She was one of our first major clients. Patricia Newsham was the owner of a company called Simple Fun. They owned a bunch of venues, a few bars, a restaurant or two, and a couple of clubs, the most popular locations being The Pit and Bell's Bar. A while back, Patricia got into some issues with the law. It was a pretty big case. I didn't pay too much attention to it at the time, but I didn't really have a reason to. But you still manage her properties, or I guess her former properties? Or... Yeah, though I'd rather not. To be honest, if we lost them, we'd lose a big chunk of our business. I don't know how Robert was able to save enough money to do his own thing. We've only really recently started doing well, you know? Not to get into details about our financial situation, but Robert wasn't the best uh, business person, I guess you'd say. He lacked a lot of the finesse you need to run a quality business. I told him as much, but he didn't want to hear it. So you and Robert have had a few disagreements, I take it? Yeah, to say the least. Listen, businesses, they aren't meant to be, like, localized, you know? They're meant to grow and expand and to become more than what they are. And Robert, he wanted to create a home for himself and for his employees, but me, I wanted to go bigger, you know, create a city or more. Robert, uh, he didn't see that, and he's not happy with it. Oh, so I guess he knows about your new direction. Well, yeah, I mean, he knows. We've discussed it. It was a while ago at this point, but hey, I'm in the chair now, right? Yeah, yeah, I guess that's true. Uh, didn't you, you and Robert have a good working relationship? It was standard. We definitely had more fun when we were the ones at the door, that's for sure. Some good stories there. After that, though, you know, we grew up. I met Fern. We had Michael. Robert started going his own way. Business made us a little less of friends, to be honest. Still friends, but just, like, different. Right. Well, now, do you know of anyone in, you know, the business or personal world that Robert might have had issues with? You know, not to be too dramatic, but you know, maybe a, a list of enemies. You know, anyone tied to the business he might have had a less than, a less than nice discussion with. 
Oh, man. Honestly, not that I can think of. Robert's vanilla. You know, he did his work. He made connections where he had to, but he kept things fairly professional. Didn't say a word more than was required to do the business, you know, which was good. Starting up a business like this didn't leave much room for unnecessary drama. And again, his, his personal life. The last times you've spoken to each other, did he tell you, you know, anything about anyone? No. He wasn't in the mood for that. What do you mean? Uh, you know, it was nothing. It was just one of our arguments about business. He still tries to have a say in this, but, you know, he left the company, so I can only entertain it for so long. It was nothing, though. Was it a fight? No, not a real fight fight, just like a disagreement between friends. We understand each other, even if we're not as close as we used to be. How long ago was that? Look, can I ask how much longer this is going to be? I know you're trying to find out where he is and people are worried and stuff, but I have some important meetings today that I kind of want to prepare for, so... Can I have a few more minutes? And then we could pick this up in the future if we have to. <sighs> yeah, all right, that's fine. Uh, maybe six weeks ago? At least, because my son Michael just got back from this trip from Germany around that time. Kid's going to have to make up for lost time there, so... Oh, so you're, sorry, your son works here with you? I mean, and he was around during the conversation with Robert. Yeah, uh, he was there. We went to Robert's apartment. Robert wanted to hear about Michael's trip and wanted to catch up with me on life or whatever. Really, though, I think he just wanted to talk more about the business. Okay. Well, Michael, uh, what does Michael do here? Mainly office work. He's part-time now. He's trying to go freelance. I hope you're not thinking of questioning Michael about this, are you? Oh, no, no, no. Yeah, sorry. I, w I wasn't even thinking that. That was a lie. I was definitely thinking about it. Terrence is Robert's friend, but I think it would be helpful to hear about the conversation from someone who is more of a third party. My conversation with Terrence felt one-sided, and I didn't have Robert around to give me the other side. I did have questions on how useful a conversation with Michael could be. Robert didn't seem to have many close friends, so following every potential lead could easily be the beginning of a breakthrough or a time sink with no end result. And Terrence, I wasn't sure if I had everything I needed from him. He wasn't too concerned about Robert, but why? And would speaking to his son put any sort of follow-up conversation at risk? Of course, I could always be honest with Terrence and tell him I was thinking about speaking with Michael. I had a few options of how to play this. Do I speak to Michael without telling Terrence beforehand? Do I tell Terrence that I planned to speak to Michael after I told him I wouldn't? Or do I not speak to Michael at all? Sorry for taking up so much of your time. Thank nah, don't you. worry about it. Can we um, keep in touch? Yeah, uh, I can just make sure to cut out more time next time. Sure. It must be nice working with your son, though, you know, even if it, you know, it's just part-time. Yeah. Yeah, most of the time it is. Do you got any kids? No, I don't. Nah, well, never mind then. I guess you wouldn't understand. Once evening hit, I figured it would be good to tell Orla about my earlier conversation with Terrence. I spent most of the afternoon trying to find out who Robert might have done business with outside of Patricia Newsham, with little luck. I guess Robert really wasn't big on publicly telling everyone who he had business with.
Unfortunately, I wasn't able to reach Orla over the phone, so I sent over a couple of text messages. I told her about the meeting with Terrence and how he didn't seem to know who she was, but that he did speak to someone about Robert. Of course, I had to ask her if she knew anyone that could have spoken to Terrence and knows about Robert's disappearance. Surprisingly, she got back to me shortly after. She explained that she wasn't able to have a phone conversation at the moment, but preferred text messages. She also included, No, I don't know anyone else who could have spoken to Terrence. Isn't that something you should have figured out? She had a point. It's something that I did need to figure out, and I didn't want to wait for Terrence to get back to me on this. I still had concerns about what Orla was telling me, so I responded asking her if there were additional details she'd be able to give me, and that I felt like I wasn't getting the entire picture from her. I also asked her if she could provide me with any more information on how she managed to get my contact information, which in hindsight, I shouldn't have. Her response was, Why do you think I'm holding out on you? I don't think it's fair to ask me these questions and I don't have time for this. Can you contact me when you have more information and no questions? I sent her a reply, but the message was marked on red. It's possible that I went about that the wrong way, though easing into the conversation would have been more difficult. And the longer I take to get answers, the longer it would take to find out what happened to Robert. Still though, I felt horrible. I sent Orla an email explaining that I'd like to apologize and that if she wanted, we could meet at Slim Tim's to talk more about my conversation with Terrence. I didn't receive a reply in the morning, but I decided to go to Slim Tim's anyway. I also forgot to go shopping and didn't have anything at home that could turn into a decent breakfast. I was there for about 20 minutes when I was approached by a waitress other than the one that took my original order. She seemed to be older than Orla, her eyes looked to be gray, which matched her short curly hair. Her whole presence seemed older. Except for her shoes. They were all white and they looked like the shoes you'd find a cool teenager or cool young adult wearing. Honestly, it was pretty amazing. She asked if she could speak with me about, in her words, what I was looking into with Robert. She invited me to the break room, so I grabbed my tea and followed her to the back. Do I have to use my last name? I'd rather not. Oh, no, of course. You don't have to if you don't want. Okay. Thank you. Well, my name is Abigail, but please call me Gail. Gail. Wait, I'm sorry, but are you the person who called Terrence Millard about Robert? You spoke with Terrence? That man is so useless. Useless how? What did you speak about? Oh, practically nothing. I asked him if he'd gotten in touch with Robert, and he told me no. He told me a lot more than no, really. Any other information on Robert? No, 
nothing on Robert, mostly talked about himself. He's too busy to be talking about Robert and what he might be doing. He's got a business to run and something about being Robert's friend but not his guardian. And that Robert's a grown man and he can take care of himself, doesn't need a bunch of caretakers, but he was so arrogant. The call went on for too long, probably because he loves to hear the sound of his own voice. But in the end, he didn't really tell you anything helpful? No. The man is useless. You would think that being good friends with someone means you know about their life. Did he tell you anything? About Robert? Not as much as I would have liked. But then again, I'm always looking for a lot of information. So far, I've spoken to you and Orla. I'm sorry, do you know Orla? She gave me the impression that she's become sort of a regular of here. Of course, yes, I know Orla. You know, I'm, I'm just as worried for her. Uh, she wasn't sure who to call, so I asked around, and, and I gave her your number. I eavesdropped a little when you spoke to her here the other day, but she filled me in on the details that evening. So you gave her my number? She didn't tell you? No, actually... When I asked her for more information about this situation, she she got upset with me. Oh, poor thing. She is under so much stress. I know she's out of town for a few days. She has some sort of big event happening. You know, I tried calling her this morning. I wouldn't be surprised if she's just in, in the middle of traveling. You know, I don't know why she didn't tell you. I figured she did. I've become friends with her through Robert. And, well, we've been speaking to each other more since this whole thing started. I really just wish it was something else that had made us closer. When did you last speak to Robert? Oh, goodness, you know, well, it feels like, feels like a month ago. I spoke to him here. He was grabbing breakfast and was going to deliver a desk. He kept talking about how this desk had bells and whistles, and I thought, who would want a desk with whistles? I took a look at the desk. You know, he had it in his van in the lot. It was nice, I guess, but, you know, a bit busy for me. I also remember that day because he had two extra shirts with him, one for their date that evening and a backup for some other silly reason. It was such an ugly shirt, you know, I'd like to forget it. I'm sorry, but who was he meeting for a a date. Was, was it Orla? Of course. You know, unless there's something else he was hiding from me. So, Orla and Robert are... are dating? You didn't know? They've been dating for almost two years now. The way he described it is serious casual. They have their lives, they do their own thing, but they make time for each other. There's no rush to move in together, no rush to get married. I don't know how often they see each other, but I know that they're both happy. It fits her life well, you know, she has a business to run and she spends a lot of hours working on that. She's good at her job, and they're good for each other at this point in their lives. Are they, are they trying to hide their relationship from the public in any way? No, no. Orla, she does feel uncomfortable about you looking into this, but I can't think of a reason why she wouldn't want you to know. Well, it's something I could speak to her about next time we have a next time we have a chance. 
can you go back to the last time you spoke to Robert? You said you were looking at a desk, right? Well, later that evening, Orla called me, asked if I'd spoken to him. He didn't call her when he was supposed to. I tried calling, but couldn't get through. We said we'd try again later, and, and over the course of the evening, she got more worried. And then she didn't want me to call the police, and for a while, I agreed with her. I haven't told her, but I did make a call to the police. That was a few weeks ago. I don't know where they are or, or what they're looking into. Can you think of any reason why she might be worried about calling the police? I really can't say. You might need to just ask her yourself. I can speak with her, you know, ask her to be a bit more open with you. Can I, can I ask real quick, I'm just sorry, how did you get my number? My friend's son. His name was Hector. Says you helped him with his charity. Hector. I remember Hector. Super quick aside, Hector, whose last name I'm not using intentionally, ran a charity. Long story short, he had a few partners trying to underhandedly move him out of his position while trying to shift the blame onto others. In the end, we managed to figure out who's behind it, and Hector came out intact. Orla didn't tell me anything. She just said she got my information from a friend. I, I just don't like my contact information out there recklessly. I didn't give it to anyone else. Oh, no, don't, don't worry. I'm not upset. If anything, I'm relieved that I have some more information. I would like to try and speak to Orla, though, and ask her to come clean. Give me a chance to speak with her first. You know, she's stressed out, and I don't think that adding to that stress is going to help. I don't know. If, if I'm going to try and help Orla and you and Robert... I understand. I just want to go over things with her first. Gail was insistent on me waiting and letting her speak to Orla first. And if this was day one and I wasn't already on the receiving end of information being withheld, I would likely let her take the lead. But what I don't want is to potentially risk the safety of Robert. I know Gail and Orla don't want to either, but at this point, there's no telling what extra time will do. In that moment, there was no way I was going to tell Gail no. The question I had for myself was whether or not I should try and call Orla first anyway, or wait until I receive a call from either of them. Gail gave me a lot more information, but I was surprised how strong she was about talking to Orla first. Was there something she was refusing to mention? The last time I tried to ask Orla for more information, she shut me out. If I was going to solve this mystery, I couldn't go around upsetting the people I was trying to help but I also didn't want to find out something way too late. I had a choice to make. Do I let Gail talk to Orla first, or do I try and speak to Orla before Gail? I should really be getting back to work. My shift is ending soon. Tim isn't here yet, but if he catches me before I leave, he'll talk my ear off. So, so the owner is actually named Tim? Yeah. Why wouldn't it be? Well, nothing. I just thought... Never mind.
After Gail head out of the room, I was packing up my notebook when I was approached by a man in a white shirt and gray Philadelphia Phillies cap. He was drinking what looked to be coffee and had an incomplete patchy beard. Uh, hey buddy, you got a minute? Um, Edgar, right? Uh, yeah. Lou, Lou, good to meet you. Um, it's about that talk with Lady Gail. You know, uh, that Robert guy? Um, yeah, do you, do you mind if I keep this running? Oh, yeah, it's, it's nothing to me. Um, you know, I've seen that Robert dude. He's into it. Into what? Into some you know, business, something not clean, you know? N no, what do you mean? You know, information isn't free, man. Um, words yeah. ain't cheap. Uh, my words are definitely worth it. All right, well, what do you know? Up front, man, up front. Well, you know, it's okay. I don't think so. You know, does Gail know what you know? <laughs> Can't say. She might, she might not. I think I might just want to speak to Gail. I'm sorry. Are you sure, man? You know about why Robert's keeping a low profile? He's in it, man. But Lady Gail doesn't want to tell you. Lady Gail. Why Lady Gail? Bugs her. Ah, but she knows I love her. So, you want this info? The more you got, the more I give. You know, gotta be fair. Yeah, yeah. I don't. I don't think. I don't think so. I'm sorry. You know, Robert. He used to chill around the pit, right? Ah, that got you. I see it. He was right. That did get me. Mentioning the pit reminded me of my conversation with Terrence. The pit was the name of one of the places that Patty Newsham, I'm sorry, Patricia Newsham used to own. Terrence also mentioned that Robert didn't do much more than what he had to for his job, but if that wasn't true, that means that there might be more to this story. But this guy, I don't know how much faith I should have. He could have overheard my conversation with Gail and thrown a few other details he knows to make something sound compelling. Did I want to take a chance and spend some time and money for information from someone I just met? But if this was a lead, I didn't want to miss out. Do I give this guy a chance? And how much money do I give him? Thanks for listening to episode two. It's time to go vote. There are three polls this time, and your vote helps decide where this investigation goes. Head to choicespodcast.com slash journal. Again, that's choicespodcast.com slash journal, or follow the URL in the show notes and vote for what Edgar does next. The polls won't be open forever, so go get your vote in. Thanks, and I hope to see you back for episode three.